work from home challenges in the contact center. I'm Tanya Hall and joining me is Ted Narden, co-founder, lead consultant at Fifth Talent International. Welcome, Ted. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Give us a brief summary of your background in the contact center industry and, and tell us why you co-founded Fifth Talent. Oh, great. Well, I've been in the uh, call center industry for over 25 years and uh, have been on many sides of the coin, have started in help desk, uh, in managing and working through help desk. I've been in technical support, a product support on the outsource side, on the captive side, consulting side, uh, and even ran a lab for, for quite a long time exploring customer satisfaction and uh, how it's affected uh, by and, and with agents in call centers. So it's a natural um, outcropping of my experience to a next iteration, if you will, to form Fifth Talent with my uh, co-partner, uh, Brian. Uh, we formed the company because we feel as though meaningful work really is the answer. And so the company really has as its foundation the concept that meaningful work is for all of us, uh, including the, the customer support industry. And so we developed a methodology and uh, uh, research to, to back that up. Fifth Talent just released the results of a survey regarding work at home and employee preferences. Let's start at the beginning. What did COVID-19 mean for the contact center and its traditional service delivery models? Well, it changed, didn't it? I mean, it really did kind of flip, but not a surprising change. I mean, for years, um, the industry has been trying to explore and, and to push more towards work at home um, and has made you know, large gains over the years. But it's taking, taken many years to get a small percentage of the industry working from home that within a few weeks, virtually the entire industry moved to home. And so anytime you have that large of a movement of any kind within our, our customer support industry, things just at its very nature are changing. It's a ripple effect, domino effect. So for us right now, I think and partly why we wanted to really dive into this survey um, was to find out what has changed and is it really different working at home versus working in a center and, and how was it different? Explain the data underlying the report. Who and how many did you survey and and was there a geographic area that you covered? We were able to cover 12 countries and, um, and in the uh, process, 4,000 agents and supervisors that we were able to target for the survey. And they covered all sorts of different industries and uh, both, uh, again, uh, captive centers and outsource centers. So we felt like it was a pretty good cross-section of our industry today. What were some of your key takeaways from the survey? Well, we had several, I would say, surprising takeaways. I mean, we thought some would uh, occur that did. Um, for example, we found that people generally like working at home and had always wanted to work at home, but never had the opportunity. And so we found a lot of favoritism uh, or favorites uh, parts of it. Like, for example, they really enjoy the lack of commute. That's a common thread. Whether you're in a large city or small city, 10 minute commute an hour, People just enjoy being able to literally roll out of bed and, and into work, and wouldn't we all? That's a, a wonderful upside. But some of the surprising things we found was that um, one of the major problems people run into is, for example, power and internet, that it's not stable uh, enough for them in many cases. We thought this might be true with perhaps other countries, you know, certain specific countries that do support. What we found is it's not unique to any one country. 
that even the United States, people um, suffer from quite a few power and internet interruptions, which does cause uh, you know, quite a few problems within the industry. What about mentoring and coaching in work from home environments? What are the considerations there? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that have come about that we also didn't expect. You know, a lot of times in our industry, we view it as a, as a single uh, individual activity where you spend your time working with a customer and you might have help from other people, but you don't collaborate much. What we're finding is one of the largest challenges is collaboration, that people had this ability to lean to the person to the left or the right and ask a question. Um, often in our industry, we hit mute a lot and turn around and say, hey, what happened to the package you guys you know, were supposed to arrive? Did you, oh, and then they can help the customer as well. Um, you, there is no lean left or lean right. Sure, you have chat, you have uh, things that are used um, like that, but they're very single threaded. And so what happens is, is it causes a lot of additional effort in order to get the same quick information you could get before, you now have a lot more effort that was added, which really adds, by the way, to, to another surprising result. We asked the question, um, do you feel like moving from working in a center to working at home has increased your effort or decreased your effort and how much, up or down? What we found is that agents, generally speaking, their effort really didn't go up too much um, in speaking uh, to customers. Their effort went up a little bit more in working with their supervisor. What we really found was supervisors, by and large, found it immensely more effortful to work with their teams and they found that the effort to work with their bosses has gone up. So what we discovered is that agents are sandwiched right, um, not agents, but supervisors are sandwiched right in between agents and managers and have really borne the brunt of the effort that they have uh, that's increased in moving to the home. So that was a surprise. Um, and in addition to the effort, we also were surprised to find out that customer satisfaction has gone up since people have uh, moved to the home, as well as first contact resolution. Those are a surprise for us because the question we really asked ourselves is if it was doing pretty well in the center, why would it go up moving to the home when you have more effort, maybe more difficulty with the tools, harder to get a supervisor? We also received 4,000 comments. And so we were able to, to mine those comments. And what we found is that while the effort has gone up, what also has gone up is the autonomy. The idea that I'm on my own and that I need to be a professional and that there's not a supervisor looking over my shoulder. And that relief and less stress that they mentioned many times has turned around and resulted in better contact directly with the customer, more engagement, and a better call. You know, remote monitoring is something I would imagine. Certainly, you could monitor calls and monitor customer service literally in the same building, but remote monitoring could be conducted as well. What about giving feedback to employees? Like, how is that taking place? You can't just have your employee come into your office and sit and talk about the call together. How is that taking place? Yeah, you, you've really hit on, on, a, on really a, a big issue is that um, not only is it that you giving feedback for remote monitoring, but you could give random feedback or, or um, unplanned feedback by simply walking through the aisle and hearing something and leaning over and going, no, no, don't do that. Or Somebody could raise a hand, hit a mute, and bring the supervisor over, ask a question. So yeah, all of that unplanned interaction has gone away, and everything has become intentioned and computer-mediated. So what that does, again, in the effort realm, is it's, it's made it a little more difficult for us to be truly human with somebody else. It's hard to be um, human when everything's planned. 
However, it's also caused people to have to wait for feedback a lot longer because it takes longer for me to get to each team member. So a lot of our clients that we've worked with have even explored and many are now moving towards changing the ratios of supervisor to agent because it does take longer to get to people and it's more difficult to have these personalized conversations that are very important, very important for our business, for any business really. Remote call centers and remote customer service is not a new concept. We've seen this for years. Obviously today, during a time where you know we're working from home, we're all working from home, that's changed. What do you see as we look forward maybe into uh, not just the rest of, of 2020, but certainly 2021? What are you hearing back from, from organizations as far as planning to continue remote a customer service? Yeah, we're hearing a lot of different strategies, different planning uh, circling around. Um, a lot of it is based on a couple other things that, that I didn't mention. One of them is that we're finding that people are far more lonely at home or feeling isolated, even beyond COVID. Um, just to say that working at home is a lot more isolating than they thought it would be. And this is having negative effects on their performance and their desire to continue working at home long term. So that's one part. The other part that's interesting though to us is not only are they finding it's uh, isolating, but they're finding that they really do miss being part of the culture of the company and they feel as though they're getting distant from that culture. And the companies are telling us they feel employees are slowly disengaging from the culture of their company. So a lot of the strategies that are circling around have to do with um, having some sort of face-to-face -face contact on a periodic basis. Maybe not on a regular basis, but on a, some sort of periodic basis. One of the strategies that we've heard um, a lot of people moving to and one that we've advocated is uh, called a work where you want strategy. And really it's work where and when you would want to. So for example, you might be able to set up small micro sites where people have the option to walk or bike into the site should their power fail or should their internet fail, they can go in. But in addition to that, they have the opportunity to meet with a bunch of other people they enjoy working with. So for example, I could say to you, ch chatting with you one day, Tanya, we started out in training together. I haven't seen you for six months. What do you say we work Monday at the office together? And so we can plan and begin to schedule our time when we want to. The reason this is, I think, gaining some popularity is because of legality. Um, people are choosing to come in. And of course, you still have to have the same uh, distancing and safe, safe measures but they're choosing to come in. They're not being required to, to come in. And in addition, it becomes spontaneous. Rather than saying you will come in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you now come in when I wanna come in. And it works more with me managing my home life boundary. You know, a piece of that is that typically within an organization, you tend to mentor employees that you think have done exceedingly well and maybe show potential within the organization for advancement. When you have a work at home model, how do you really get to, I don't know, rub elbows, maybe get to know the senior management and show them how you can perform in order to make advancements within an organization? Yeah, that's a very good point because what happens is that if you have part of the workforce in the center and part of the workforce that's remote who doesn't get a chance to go to the center, the remote employees almost always, and even in our research we found in the comments, tend to feel as though it's out of sight, out of mind for them. So they're not mentored, they're not given promotions. Um, that takes very, again, intentioned work by the management team and the supervisors. 
It also helps, for example, that supervisors um, handle only remote employees and not a mix of both. So if they're only handling remote or only handling the group in the office, they tend not to have the out of sight, out of mind. Everybody's in sight uh, for them. So those are the types of things that, that they begin doing in those situations. Well, we have a lot to figure out in this new changing world. Ted Narden, co-founder, lead consultant at Fifth Talent International. If somebody wants to, to follow you, maybe they want to find out more about this survey. Um, how can they go about doing that, Ted? Well, you bet. Um, uh, fifthtalent.com, our website, has quite a bit more about the survey. Uh, we even have the ability for people, if they would like to engage in their own survey, um, we're happy to help them do that. And they can see how they match up against our benchmark. And you can also get a hold of us through LinkedIn, Fifth Talent International, and follow us there. Thanks again for your time, Ted. Thank you. And find more of my interviews right here or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.